0: So, hey, folks, welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love podcast, the Making Quarantine Juicy series. You know, this intention for this series is to bring a source of hope, love, insight and laughter for people in these uncertain times. So here's Crazy Juicy Love Making Quarantine Juicy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love podcast and I have a very <laughs> special guest. It's been a long time coming. Uh, Eugene Lippeck, uh, he is the uh, founder of the Lippeck team at Compass. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making this on a busy day. I'm so happy to have you right here in front of
1: me my pleasure it's truly yeah. my pleasure it's Truly yeah. my pleasure so Eugene, we first we first talked about this one well, like a year ago yeah <laughs> or maybe more maybe when we first no, met because I, right?
0: no, like, no, I, I only had podcasts about a year so it's all about that uh, cool, yeah, about, here, we here we are here we are all the
1: best things are worth waiting for right here we I are. Know. <laughs>
0: and good timing too because i know how busy right. your schedule can be <laughs> Uh, so tell tell everybody, you know, who you are, what do you do, who do you serve and how do you make an impact?
1: Uh, cool. So as you said, thank you. Uh, I'm the founder of the Leadvike team. We are a full service real estate team that's affiliated with Compass. Compass is our broker. Uh, we're about 15 people. Uh, it's a little bit different than your traditional real estate team. We are a company within a company. So I'm the founder. We have a staff of five people ahead of marketing, ahead of client care, mm. ahead of rentals that supports all of our agents. We have some, you know, rockstar, uh, world-class agents. And our, we, our models. we have all your, all of your needs under one roof. So we do rental, sales, investment, property, new development. Uh, we kind of run the gamut. Anything you want to do in real estate, we do. And for me personally, what I love more than anything else is helping people build their wealth through real estate. So uh, to be honest, most people ask me like, what is it that you love about real estate? I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna give you guys a secret to the viewers <laughs> of your show. I don't actually love real estate. Real estate's cool, like it's fine. I love real estate as the vehicle to what drives me most, and that's to help people and serve people. So real estate's great. I do a lot of coaching, that's phenomenal. Um, and it's not that I dislike real estate. Like, I like it, it's great, but it's just, it's not the thing that actually fulfills me. You know, like I don't walk into property and like, oh my God, you know, real hashtag real estate porn. It's like, it doesn't do that for me. It's, 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 it's the, it's the like what it represents. It's the it's the seeing a home buyer, you know, closing their first home. It's seeing the seller, you know, walk, of, walk away from the closing table with a nice fat check that they can then, you know, Send their kids to a better school because of you know it's 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 everything it represents that really like does my cup. Yeah. So that, that's a little bit about me.
0: Yeah, and I, I and I can test that you are very into helping people like throwing events to taste of tony which i've been to twice and discovered randomly online two years ago and here i am you know yeah it's cool man each one each one's getting better it's cool and bigger
1: yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it's really cool it's really bigger uh so how are you how are you doing in this current time how are you adjusting how how are
1: the family you know honestly like I want to, I want to be sensitive and empathetic and, and say that, you know, I, I really feel for everybody out there. You know, we're, we're on the, you know, my family's in the front lines. My wife is a physician assistant in the emergency room. Mm, and so wow. she's still at work two, three times a week. She's there on the front lines. And, you know, every day at seven o'clock, I send her a video ooh, clapping, it up cause I can't Aww. be there in person, uh, every day, but, uh, so it's, it's close to us, but, um, I'm also, Jimmy, I'm going to be honest, I'm, 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 I'm great, man. I'm outstanding. Um, I think this whole thing was necessary. And maybe that's, you know, I hope that doesn't come off insensitive, but it's it's real. It's what comes up for me. Uh, I think this whole thing was necessary because for, for a long time now, uh, we don't take care of the planet. You know, we don't take care of each other. Some of our humanity is gone. Everything's mm-hmm. about profit and growth and money and like, it's not the way we were meant to live, you know? And so, We've been social distancing for years. You know, there's a really cool artist. I forget his name now, actually. But what he does is he takes still shots on subways, in open public areas. And what he does is he photoshops out electronic devices. And his art is look at us, sans of devices, what we look like, how we interact with one another. Mm, wow. And it'll be like a couple of dinner, both on their phone, except imagine the phone's not there. And it's like, just think about it, like, you know, we're, we're, we're at an age where we know what life was like before smart devices. We were here. We were the way you and I are now. Yeah. But if you and I are out to dinner right now with four of the friends, chances are somebody's on social, someone's on TikTok, someone's on Instagram, someone's in email. We're just not connected like we were. So we've, we, so I, I just, I don't know, man, I feel like this is the universe saying, you know what? Go to timeout. You're not taking care of the planet. You don't treat each other well. You've already been, so, you want social distancing? Yeah.
0: Here you here go. Go
1: home. It is. You want to burn up the planet? Good. Can't leave your house. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, look at the countless of articles they're showing, especially when it it first hit Italy, seeing up in Milan, the water cleared up. And I was like, wow. Like, and seeing the ozone, the pictures of the ozone layer closing because of it. Like, all these years we've been trying to figure out, figure out, figure out. And the pictures are showing it going back to, I was like, I was just blown
1: away. Yeah, man, Uh, look, nature is real. The universe is real. Energy is real. They're getting more and more tangible readings and energy now, you know? And so I just, I think this was necessary. I think it was a really, especially for New York City, we're resilient. We're going to get past, this is a global phenomenon, but like especially New York, we'll be fine. We're going to get past this. It's going to be fine. You know, if anything, I think, you know, humanity is plagued with a short-term memory. And I just hope that this was, you know, the responsibility Or the price, rather, of awareness is responsibility. You know, so we're aware now. We're aware now, and we have a responsibility to live slightly differently. I'm not saying we got to change everything, like tweak. You know, tweaks. So this is, so this whole thing is sustainable. But yeah, man, I I I have loved the global timeout. You know, like I've gone to work in business on things that, you know, were kept falling to the wayside because we were costing fulfillment. I got a chance to work on my body. I'm down 30 pounds. I'm doing insanity like twice a day with a group of folks. I started wow. facilitating and that's been really cool. I've never gotten to spend this much time with my kids. Uh, no. that's, been, that's been awesome. So like, look, there's, listen, directly from Tony Robbins' teachings, you know, you can focus on what's wrong, you know, and there's plenty to focus on out there right now, mm-hmm. but you can also focus on what's right and what's available, you know? Yeah. And so- I choose to stay in the ladder and look at all the opportunity this thing has provided. You know, I mean, it's such a great opportunity for everyone that's in business for themselves to reconnect with customers or connect on a deeper level because you're not running around all day long just to call and check in and be like, you know, John, how are you doing? How's your family? Like, how are you? We have our real estate, like, or whatever your service is. Like, how are you? How's it going? You know, yeah. and the people that do that, the people that like get deep on that, this will be over someday, you know, whether it's a month or two months or six months or whatever. And on the other side of that, you know, could be whatever, but it should come from authenticity. It shouldn't be like a plan for market share. You know, could we just care about each other a little bit again, you know, like, anyway, so I can go on about about this forever. (laughs) I
0: feel you on every ounce of it. Yeah, man. So. Let's get into like what you, you have here for us. And I really love, like I said, your structure, <laughs> having structure is one of, the, I think one of the tips. But anyway, so go into like one of the tips. You said budget.
1: Yeah. Yes. Talk
0: to us <laughs> about
1: budget. So, yeah, man, I think this this I learned. So everything, it's really cool, man. All of the coaching I do is based on experience. There's no, you'll never hear me coach theoretical. You'll never hear me coach like, well, if you do this then blah, blah, without ever having done it myself. So anytime that I'm coaching or providing, you know, any sort of like, um, feedback tips, whatever, it's always on the log of lessons learned. Right. And so, you know, my business, I went from in 2006, I had just started, you know, this team, sorry, I just started in real estate 2009 I just started the team. And I went from, you know, making a little bit of money to very quickly making a lot of money. And I didn't know how to budget. Like they don't, nobody teaches you this, you know, unless you yeah. go, for accounting classes or whatever, you know, which everybody loves accounting classes, right? Like no one teaches you this stuff. And so very easily, like on on a real, on a real conversation, forget about business, very easily, those seamless bills get out of control. You know, very easily you go to dinner Friday, Saturday night, you don't pay, you order a steak, you don't pay attention to how much that steak is. And it's the Wagyu beef. And all of a sudden at the end of the month, you're like, holy shit, where's all my money going? You know, like, or even worse, it's the end of the year. And you're a w, you're, you're not a W2 where your taxes are drawn for you. You're a 1099. You've done okay with your money. You've spent it. You've, you've lived, you've traveled, you whatever. So you made a hundred or 200 grand and now you've got a $50,000 tax bill and it's March, April. And you're like, Holy shit, where's all my money. And that yeah. can happen. That's real, man. That's not, that's not an isolated incident. that's, I'd say that's the vast majority. And so whether it's, you know, in business or in your personal life, you know, even if you are a W-2, like I, I find through conversation, because this is a, this is a topic I'm very passionate about mm-hmm. uh, because I, I did that. I, I had those experiences where I made great money and now it's the end of the year. I'm like, wait a minute, I got to cut a tax check for 125 grand. I don't have 125 grand. Like I don't have that. Wow. You know, like And so, because maybe I made a or whatever. So like I, I've been there and the last, in the last three years, I've gotten a you know master's degree in financials and it's now it's something I'm excited about whereas before it felt overwhelming. So budget, right? Budget could be very, very simple. So there's something called a chart of accounts, right? Very uh, technical term of chart of accounts. But what it basically means is just line item your expenses and you can get as granular or high level as you want. So maybe mm. like meals and entertainment is a very common accounting term. For how much you spend on chilling, right? Like your seamless bill, your going out bill, like so. What's that? What What's that look like? You could just take a look at your bank statement. You start by looking at the past. So you take a look at the last month, three months, six months, whatever. And you just look. Okay, how much am I spending per month on going out, on dinners, on nightlife, on yeah. seamless? Put all that into a chunk. You might be really upset with what you find. You know? I I, t- I did that last
0: year because <laughs> actually, if you have a Bank of America account, Bank Bank of America actually will put it. It's already done for you. Yeah, the so like pie chart. Down, right? Yeah, the pie chart. And yeah. I was like, ooh, yeah. yeah. I need to stop yeah. you. <laughs> I created so look, a lot. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So you start. You start with. You start with the past, and so again, now you've got awareness. Now that you've got awareness. The price is responsibility. So now you can say, look, you know what? I've been spending. 500 bucks a month, $5,000 a month, whatever, whatever the number is on food. I'm comfortable with that. I'm good or I'm not. And if I'm not cool, like here's what I need to do to reverse engineer that. And again, if you're, if it's, if it's a business experience, you you do this. And then, and then you could say, you know what? I want to see all of that as one line item, or you know what? Like I want to separate. I want to track what, what am I spending on seamless for lunch at the office? And I want a different line item for when I go out with my friends. I want that as two different line items. I want that as two different budgets and you can get as granular as you want and have 15 line items or you can have one main line. It's entirely up to you. I'd say in the beginning, start with less line items yeah. and then just drill it down with time. But that's essentially, that, that's really a budget. And then once you start setting goals, you know, it's just, you measure the budget versus the actuals. cool. This next month, I want to do 500 bucks on seamless and I want to do a thousand on nightlife because whatever, that's, I'm a baller and this is how I serve myself or like, you know, it's, it's stupid to waste money on seamless. I'm going to cook more at home. I want to keep my seamless built to hundred bucks a month. So now you've got a budget. Yeah. And to the month you track budget versus actual. Mint.com is a really cool free website. So I've got my wife on Mint.com because she's not in a business. So we're not going to have like bookkeeping and all that shit for her. It's not necessary. But she's on Mint.com. So M-I-N-T like herbal mint. So min.com, you just, you just plug your bank accounts and your credit card statements in there. It pulls all the transactions for you. You could set a budgets right on there. And every time you spend money, there's this little like bar with like a thermometer and it just fills up your budget. And once you get close, it's yellow. If you go over it's tra- red. it's really simple to use. Yeah. So in every, and, and again, in every area of your life, I would say that, you know, without a budget, it's just too easy to go off track. Yeah. You and know, I were talking about structure a little bit and, for some people they might feel like structure is shackles or or you know confining. Listen, you know what you know what lack of structure looks like? It's the desert. The desert has no structure. Yeah. You know open water has without a compass has no structure. Like that's what no structure looks like. There's just no way to know where yeah. you're going or if you're lost or whatever. Whereas if you're in open water with a compass, you know it's a whole different experience. So yeah. for me, having structure is actually liberating. Cause I can't get lost for too long. You know, right. like I can stay on track and in, as part of budgeting, you know, there's a concept called the, called a savings tax. So if you think about it, you know, we're all obligated to pay taxes to the government, right? Everybody that makes money, you're obligated to pay taxes. Why don't we impose on ourselves a savings tax? So let's say of every dollar I make, I'm going to put away 20, 30, 40%, whatever your tax bracket is for taxes so that I don't, if you're a 1099, right? So that I don't get messed up later. And of every dollar I make, I'm gonna put away 10% for savings. So like the reality is that if tomorrow the government said, listen, that's it, we've passed a healthcare, uh, universal healthcare law, healthcare for everyone, but everyone's taxes are up 10%. Everybody would bitch and moan and groan, but then that's it, you pay your taxes. Why not self-impose a savings tax? So every dollar I make, 10% goes away. And if you did that today, for the next thirty years, what would that account look like? Then, if you yeah. did that, and that ten percent went to, you know, stocks, yields, money market, you know, whatever you're comfortable with, I mean, this is how this is how people get wealthy. I'm not talking about rich; like I'm talking about wealthy. This is how people get wealthy because compound interest is insane. And I've been doing this for about two years now. I just picked a number. I did an auto withdraw, a weekly auto withdraw. A number that makes me slightly uncomfortable. Like I a, love being uncomfortable. Like a number, like a percentage of
0: what you make or No, like
1: I, a... I did I did a, I did a dollar amount. Okay. So I just said, I just said, here's the checking account. All my income comes into this checking account. I like to see it around this number. What's the number I can part way with part ways with weekly from that checking account, regardless of how much came into it? And so I picked a number that made me a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I just did that. And I, I like forgot about it. And then a year later, it's a really nice number. And I'm like, you know what? Cool. Let me elevate. And then I double the number. And now oh, I'm wow. doubling the number. Then, then I also said, in addition to this, let me also do 10% of every dollar that comes in 10% is going to go on another account. So now I have this massive savings tax. And you know what, bro? Like my life has not changed that dramatically it's not like all of a sudden i can't do all this stuff like life hasn't really changed it's just because the thing is it's what we see Mm -hmm. so when i see how much when you see how much money you have in your checking account you're going to feel a certain freedom to spend right so if there's a hundred grand in your checking account you're going to feel one freedom if there's 10 grand you're going to feel a different freedom by by because money's constantly leaving the account my psychological freedom is just a little bit less. And so my, you know, right now, like I want dumbbells, right? Because I want to, as I'm losing a lot of fat, I want to start putting on muscle. So I'm like, you know, dumbbells are crazy right now. It's like five, 600 bucks for dumbbells. You know what? Do I really need dumbbells? I'm just going to do curls with my couch. And so instead of buying dumbbells, with your, with your couch, with my couch, <laughs> with my couch. So instead, like literally it sounds silly, but instead so of going and blowing 600 bucks on dumbbells, yeah, think about it. That's one decision But how many times a week, a month, a year, do make decisions like, fuck it, I'll just spend us a little bit of money. And then all that could be savings. Yeah. So just by implementing these little choices, all of a sudden, you know, that savings account's looking really good. It's in the six digits. And I didn't right. even feel a drastic difference in how much I'm spending or traveling or whatever. Yeah. You know, and you can play with it. So like, let's say times are tough. Like right now I turned the machine off because with COVID, you know, things are a little bit different. So I turned the machine off. I adjusted a little bit. Structure doesn't mean it's a 10 commandments and you can't make an adjustment. It just means you got a plan. You're yeah. on your way to somewhere. Right. So, uh, I just, one of the biggest tips that I would give people is don't be in a desert man without, without a map, don't yeah. be at open water without a compass. You know, I like just listen, Kobe Bryant's one of my favorite human beings on the planet, even before, you know, the tragedy, RIP, like even before that, uh, his work ethic, Mamba mentality. Just, it's just, it, I can relate so closely to all that. And Kobe talked about it, did interview with him. And he asked him like, so you won your first champ after you won. You first did an interview with him? No, no, I wish oh. <laughs> no, I saw I saw an interview uh, okay. after his first championship. And they asked him like, listen, so you won the, your first championship. What did it feel like? And he's like, you know what? Uh, I really practice visualization and meditation. And he's like, I'd have been there so many times in my mind already, it felt like it had already happened. It wasn't even like, yeah. I was there accepting the trophy. I wasn't even like, oh my God, so exciting. It's like, no, no, this is what was supposed to happen. Yeah. And so that's, the, that's what's available for you with planning is like, once you get clarity and clarity gives you so much energy and power, man, like once you have clarity. It's like all of a sudden, it's not an, if it's possible, it's just a one and a half like your energy yeah and Mm -hmm. you know speaking of Khloe Bryant, too he um
0: i hope i don't butcher this guy's name he trained with this um coach uh well it's not really a coach he's like a personal trainer Mm -hmm. um tim grover and he wrote what's the book what's the uh i can't think of the book anyway yeah really good book and that's one of the biggest things that he talked about um he was like you have to visualize your game, and you have to have structure, and you have yeah. to have plan, and yeah. you have to be diligent and strict to that plan. But he was very strict. He was like, "If you're not the coach is like, if you're not willing to follow my plan, you, I I can't coach with you. You yeah. can't you can't work with yeah. me. That was just it. You have to follow the plan." Yeah. So
1: Kobe Bryant was well <laughs> disciplined. Uh, you know. three rules. Tim Grover had, Tim Grover had three rules: show up, shut up. Uh, sorry, show up, do the work, and listen. go like
0: like, i can't i can't how much money how big a star you
1: are no i love it and that in that same interview they asked kobe like so kobe you know now players have to be you know recruiting agents too so if you're sitting down across the table with somebody and like you're talking to them and they say kobe why should i be on your team and kobe's response is stone-faced He's like, if you want to first, if you want to win first place, you come on my team. If that doesn't interest you. You're not going to enjoy being on this team. How do you not love a guy like that? Like mm. <laughs> this guy just had like, <laughs> just laser focus, man. You know, like laser wow. focus. Like there's yeah. just one mission. There's no let's try. There's no like, Oh, we did our best. Like there's just no. there's winning and there's everything else. Like, you know, it's, so anyways, I, I can relate to that a lot. Yeah. I love
0: that, I I love like, that. My kids
1: will never, ever receive a participation trophy. Like, I'm cool if you lose because you learn from it. I'm great if you win. But there's never going to be a, like, participation trophy in my house. Like, <laughs> 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 All those are getting chucked to the trash. You know? Yeah, it's like, I hear you. Um,
0: so our next tip, powerful belief and narrative. Um.
1: Yeah, well, they go go kind of hand in hand, right? So uh, there's a story of Roger Bannister. Most people don't know Roger Bannister. So it was considered in prior to 1952, it was considered that running a four-minute mile is physically impossible, that your body would literally break, like you break your leg, your body physically would break down, that human beings weren't meant to run that fast. And then in 1952, this guy by the name of Roger Bannister ran a four-minute mile. And he wasn't a professional athlete, he was a doctor that was athletic, that worked out. Mm. And they asked him, What did you do? Like, h- how did you how did you do it? And he's like, I just saw it, man. Like I just believed that it was possible. It was, that's it. I forget the exact number, and I've heard different iterations of it, but basically in 1953, a whole bunch of people ran a four-minute mile. And today, yeah. high school athletes, like you can't get on a team without running a four minute mile. It's like a standard. Yeah. It's, it's 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 a baseline.
0: I think the world of work is like three minutes and something. Yeah. Like so
1: that. so so that's the power of belief, man. The second we believe the second listen, once upon a time the planet was believed to be flat, you know, like or the earth rather was believed to be flat. So like the power of belief is again it's 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 there's this success cycle that I learned from Tony Robbins. So imagine you got like four boxes, right? One, two, three, four, four quadrants, right? And the bottom one is a belief cycle, right? And so let's say somebody enters and they want to accomplish something. I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to make a million dollars, whatever the thing is. When they approach that, if they approach it with a belief system, not like I'm going to try, you know, Mamba mentality. Not like, not I'm going to try, but like this shit is happening, period. Like, I don't care if it mm. takes a year or 10 years, but this shit is happening. Well, that state, that emotional state, is going to yield a whole ton of potential, right? Because there's all this potential, all this energy, they're not going to have paralysis by analysis. They're going to take more action. Because they take more action, they're going to get a greater result. And then it's going to be magic. See, I knew I could do it. And that's a success cycle. And that works the opposite way too. Well, I'll try... You know what, I want, I want to become a good real estate agent. You know what, I'll give them my best. But, you know, mm-hmm. there's the million-dollar listing, guys, and I don't have any experience, and I don't have a track record. And how am I going to really win a listing against somebody that's sold five apartments in the building? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just try. And so that potential is more limited, and the action will be more limited, and the result will be more limited. Well, I give my best shot, but see, like, I knew it. This is so hard. There's 40000 So, which, like, it's your choice. So when I coach and teach, my philosophy is either – have a certain belief system, or pardon my French. I'm not sure if I can curse on your show. You can. Uh, cool. <laughs> Don't fucking bother. <laughs> like either, either you're approaching this thing like it's not an if, it's just a when and a how. That's the only way to approach things. So, like, yeah. uh, it's the only way to, to approach things is to just have that sort of mentality, which actually leads into the second tip. So, I'm happy to kind of do them both at the same time, which is leverage. If you add leverage, if you add leverage then the chances of getting it done become much higher. I'll give you an example of leverage. Well, let's say, can you, can
0: you you explain the definition or like what it is? And then before you go to your example, what leverage, because I know Tony Robbins used that a lot. Yeah,
1: I'm going to explain it through an example because it's easier to understand. So let's say, let's say that you're standing on top of a hundred story building. And let's say between you and the next building is about a hundred feet, let's say. And what separates the two buildings is like one, One foot wide right and I said to you I'll give you 50 grand if you walk across the building do you go (laughs) probably yeah well most people most people say that but I want you to imagine you're 100 stories in the air One, one step it's over right you're gone that's it so most people say yeah of course but then like Everyone's got a number. I mean, I do this exercise often. Everyone's got a number.
0: How how far? 100 feet. So that's uh, like
1: 60, 70 steps.
0: We'll have to figure it out first. (laughs) Yeah, right? So so
1: for most people, but then like the truth is, especially like one of the two natural fears you're born with is heights, right? We are naturally afraid Mm -hmm. of heights. It's normal. We're afraid to die. So it's one thing when you're like, but I want you to imagine it like, you know, you got to take 70 steps on this little plank, no harness, no safety, no nothing, or it's a hundred feet down. It's yeah. like that that's 12, 15 stories, you know, like anyway. So most people say yes, but then after a little conversation, you know, but if I said to you, if you I bring you on the roof, you look across, and another building is the person you love most in the world, and there's a knife to their throat, and you're told if you don't get across the next 15 seconds, it's over for that person, there's no thinking. Yeah, just go, right? So that's what leverage looks like. Leverage is, leverage is anything where there's a a real potent influence in helping you with that inner talk. Right. So for, for instance, for instance, uh, I just started a challenge. I've been struggling. I've yo-yoed with my weight for like ever, right? In 2006, I quit smoking. I put on a bunch of weight and then ever since then I've kind of yo-yoed. And so I started a challenge just now with a couple of buddies in my coaching sphere. We were a bunch, a couple of us were overweight. I'm like, yo, let's do it. 30 pounds in 10 weeks. Let's go. Like with one wow. of my other friends, 30 pounds in 10 weeks. Let's go. And I got really. I mean, there's a lot of tactical techniques about how to get into this place of certainty. You got to get in your body. You got to get in your your nervous system has to believe it. It's got it by conquering your nervous system. You also conquer your inner talk, right? And so that looks like incantations. That looks like a workout. That looks like meditation. Is different for everybody, but. I got real certain about the outcome. I was like, that's it. And just in case to avoid any inner talk, fucking me up like, Oh, I just want pizza. I just want burger. You know, cause that happens. Uh, I put five grand in line. I <laughs> called one of our friends and I said, listen, I'm, I'm wiring you $5,000. If I don't weigh in on April 19th at under 202 pounds, you keep the money. Wow. So now it's, so now it's real. Right. And if five thousand enough, you do ten thousand. If that's not enough, you do a hundred thousand. If it's not money, then pick something. This is how you conquer procrastination. You pick a pain that's worse than doing the thing itself. So maybe it's, you know what, I hate Donald Trump. Cool. Here's five grand. If I don't if I don't weigh in correctly on April nineteenth, send the money to Donald Trump. Wow. Or whatever. Whatever the t- So that's what leverage looks like. Leverage looks like if you want uh, to the, the technical term of leverage is using an object to help exponent strength. So if you have a flat tire, you pull out the jack and you lift the car, that's what leverage looks like, mm-hmm. right? That's the physical concept of leverage. So if you, if you add a little bit of leverage to whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, if you get really strong in your belief system, right? You get really solid in your belief system. This is not, this is happening, like, this is done already. And there's a concept called decide, commit, resolve. So you decide what you want. I decided I wanted to lose 30 pounds in 10 weeks. You get really resolved about it, right? And there's a lot of spiritual techniques to do that. You know, your closed eye process. You know, what will it look like when you're there? Like literally close your eyes. You're 30 pounds lighter. It's 10 weeks later. What do you feel in your body? What do you feel in your mind? How does the world look through this filter? Right? Like, what are you telling people? How Who did you influence? Like mm-hmm. actually go to... You know, and what happens if you fail? Like, what does it look like if you fail? What does it feel like in your body? You're still heavy, you're still low energy, you still don't have energy for your kids. Who did you disappoint? You know, who did you fail to influence? And like, and it's really simple. Well, which life do you want? So you get really resolved, yeah, in the outcome, and then you just you premeditate all the commitments. Well, look, I know it's gonna be Friday or Saturday night, we're gonna be out, we're gonna be drinking. And that itch is going to come in. That itch is going to come in like I want to eat. Like I went down the road of no flour, no sugar. That's what I cut out. I know I'm going to want bread or a cake or whatever. I'm going to want chicken parm. I'm going to want all that stuff that I love. You know, just remember which life do you want, you know? And so you can take that model into anything. That's anything. losing weight. That's I want to be, you know, a coach. That's I want to make a million dollars. I mean, look, I, I don't share this very often because people get funny about money, but like in 2012, I did my first Tony Robbins event and I learned the power of all these concepts that we're talking about. And within five years, I made my first million. I went from hundred grand to a million dollars within one calendar year, within wow. five years. Like, and so I don't say that's a brag in any capacity. Uh, and if you think I'm bragging, you don't really know me, not you, but anyone listening <laughs> uh, that, that, that's just meant to be like, look, you know, I, I was also one of those people that like, didn't really share my accomplishments because I don't want to make people around me feel bad. But honestly, fuck all that, man. Because like, you know what? We can all say Mamba mentality because Kobe shared. Right? right. So anytime anyone accomplishes anything like that, that's the North Star. Now I can navigate and model towards that. You know, like so I say, like, everyone that accomplishes anything great, man, share for the world to see. There's gonna be haters, fine, whatever. Like the haters are valuable too, you know, like yeah, they're they're great too. They serve a purpose too. And actually, the worst haters aren't the obvious haters the worst haters are family our friends the worst haters oh, are like yeah. you know i'm gonna leave my job because i want to open my own business and it's mom or dad or best friend saying are you sure that's a really good idea oh why are you doing uh,
0: that why do you want to do that? that
1: yeah it's like the worst haters are the ones that don't even know they're haters. <laughs> they don't do it on purpose it comes from a good place you know like and they,
0: and they love you too and it's like yeah you know
1: <clears throat> yeah
0: um, i'm in b school and uh maria Folio she says you know People, she said. The haters just turn that hate their their comments into fuel. Yeah, that's all it is. Like that's she said it. when when she went to a business conference and told people about what she was gonna do. This guy was like, "Ha, you're not gonna do that." And she was like, "What?" <laughs> She's like, yeah. "You watch this." That's and, like right. coming from a place of like, you watch this. I'm gonna make this happen. That's it. Goes Back to what you said. Like, it, you you it fuse you. You put it in your body. You start to like go in this place of like. I'm going to make this happen. I'm like physically like incantations, like going to create this belief for yourself.
1: And and the ultimate leverage is put it out there for the world to see. So like, yeah, I let everybody know like, Hey, this is what, this is what I'm doing. This is what's going on. And, uh, you know, like, because you're not going to want to disappoint people. So like tell the people you care the most set up leverage of the people you care the most about. Like, you know, like my, my, my wife, uh, did not take me up on this, but she was having a hard time quitting smoking. And I was like, you know what, why don't you do this? The next time you have a cigarette, you can't see the kids for three days <laughs> she, and she wouldn't commit to it. So then I knew she would, but here's, what's really cool. Here's what's really cool. And this is a litmus test. If you're not willing to commit to the leverage, you haven't really resolved yourself in the mm-hmm. outcome. Cause I could honestly, like I, I agreed on five grand, but I was so resolved that I was going to lose this weight. I would have given a million dollars. It wouldn't have mattered. I would have agreed to any amount of money. I would have agreed. I would have agreed to any leverage. I would have agreed to running around naked in the winter outside the white house. Like I would literally the leverage didn't matter because once you resolve the shit is happening, it yeah. cares with the leverages? Like you want to be that sure. So seconds I was like, oh, I'm not really sure about that leverage. It's because they haven't fully DCR the side commit resolved. They haven't fully resolved themselves mm-hmm. in the process. Because if you did, then the leverage doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, like, wow. And that's the litmus test. Like if you're like five grand short, or whatever, then you know like, wow, this is really happening. And if you found your, if you find like hesitation, you're like, oh shit, I need to do some more work around the side commit result.
0: Yeah. Right. Like, wow. like Yeah.
1: Um, wow. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much, man. Uh, I I want you know, I know you have uh, somewhere else to be <laughs> still, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm going to ask you a question that I usually ask everybody. So what, Have you been learning about yourself, life, and love in
1: this current state of the world? Oh, I like it. Um, Okay, I have a good one. I have a really good one. I can't say this is new, so new, but I have a a much greater understanding of it. And it's a confession. It's a confession. (laughs) I, I, I don't even know how this happened. And I think it's a common occurrence. I find myself serving strangers strangers the wrong word i find myself serving so there's our immediate family there's a really close circle and then there's everyone else right from acquaintances to strangers to like even good friends but like i find myself serving not my immediate circle more than my immediate circle does that make sense i find myself not serving my
0: immediate
1: No, no serving serving like, okay. So let's say, let's, let's say there's the immediate family. Mm-hmm. There's our closest friends and mm-hmm. there's everyone else Yeah. by myself giving time easier to the, everybody else than the immediate circle. Ah. So what I mean by that is like, so let's say there's my real estate team, which they're basically family, but like very oftentimes, and it's just kind of like happened very oftentimes, times when someone will call me with help in a deal or whatever, whatever, it's like, sure, no problem. And then you will be like, Hey babe, can you step out and buy milk? And I find myself saying, oh, babe, I can't right now. I'm in a meeting.
0: Mm. Do, you
1: know, do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's so easy for some reason, for some reason this happens or, like very naturally or organically in our psychology, that those closest to us, it's okay to say, I can't, but those that are not closest to us, like we just show up different. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we show up different. So, <clears throat> so in this thing, like the kids have school three to four times a day and in saying that's why, like, I was, I was a couple minutes late for you, so my bad. But that, that's that's how that happened because prior to this COVID thing, Julia would text me and be like, hey, can you set the kids up for school? And my response would have been something like, hey, babe, can you please just ask the nanny? I got to do a podcast, right? And today it's like, well, why would I say no to my wife and say yes to a podcast? Why wouldn't I say, you know what? I got to rock up to the podcast 10 minutes late because I got to serve my wife and my right. kids. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like, so that, that was like, and again, the, the price of the awareness is the responsibility now. So now it's like, cool. Every time that, every time we're saying yes to something, we're saying no to something else. No, every time so yeah. we say no to something, we're saying yes to something. So I'm just being a lot more aware or conscious of when I'm saying no, am I, am I giving the no to the right person? Right. Right. Cause of course we want to help everyone and serve everyone. But the reality is again, like when my agents need help on a deal, like, I'll step away from dinner to, like, pick up the phone. But then inherently what I'm doing is I'm serving my agent and I'm not serving my wife and being present for her at dinner.
0: Right. you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, I, I totally get it. Yeah, like, I've been, since I've been on this structure right now, like, if somebody call me or something like that, I'm like, if I say yes to this call, then I'm saying no to getting this complete. So I have right. to learn. And then I get, and then I know the re- The result is I'm gonna be frustrated and annoyed with myself. I'm just gonna stop, and then I have to like pile on that to the next day. And I said, I was like, okay, no, (laughs) (laughs) I gotta be strict on this.
1: Well, and here's the magic: once, because you're already on your way, right? Because this is like the magic is once you realize, once you realize who is the appropriate party to serve. Like once you prioritize you know what, you still find time for everything. So you and I budgeted an hour. It took me seven minutes, eight minutes to set the kids up. And then I just know, you know what, instead of you and I having 20 or 25 minutes of prep, you know what, we gotta nail it in 18 minutes. I'm yeah. confident in myself, I'm confident in Jimmy, we're gonna get it done. And now I don't have to say no to anyone. Like you yeah. just prioritize correctly and you can still find a way to get everything done. Whereas when you say no, it just gives you the freedom to take more time and be less efficient. Yeah. So it's just, it's a beautiful awareness. And like now, you know, before for from be like, yo man, can you face them? Oh I can't run into a meeting. No, cool. You know what? i got to make my meetings a little bit. So then I started doing smart meetings, you know, on Google, you can set there's a setting for smart meetings, which means if it's a 30 minute meeting, it does it automatically by 25 minutes. And if it's an hour meeting, it automatically does 50 minutes. What can you not mm. do in 50 minutes that you could do in an hour, if you really focus on efficiency. So now I'm buying back five or 10 minutes, multiple times a day, and that's my FaceTime. And that's my yo, what's up, buddy? How are you? How's it going? I'm not too busy for you. You know, like you have a lot of good
0: little like <laughs> antidotes. life. Hacks, man. life hacks. You do. Life hacks. Like, <laughs> I mean, I need to like, come on, Dan, observe something from you.
1: So I'll give you one last one, a really good one. This this is one of my faves. I actually gave it to somebody yesterday. Uh, when somebody calls you personal or business or whatever and like hey man if you, you do you have a few minutes to talk right that question uh yields no structure no anticipation of time so like sure what's it about how much time do you think we'll need because i want to make sure to be able to be fully present for you and now all, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now all of a sudden i'm like oh you know what it's a, this is amazing with clients because all of a sudden you get a call and it's five minutes or it's an hour you have no idea now you're rushing off the phone now they're pissed you don't have time for them So instead of, hey, what's it about? I want to make sure to clear the the right amount of time in my schedule so I can be fully present for you. Oh, it's this question real quick, five minutes should be good. Oh, cool. Oh, it's this thing it's maybe 34 with me (laughs) (laughs) you did out of email how long the podcast like but (laughs) (laughs) but it's cooler because what starts to happen is like now so you know what i think it should take about 30 minutes well look i'm back-to-back meetings all day i can't be 30 minutes but if you think we can nail it in 15 i could talk to you at two o'clock sure we'll nail it in 15 you just found 15 minutes yeah wow over and over and over again That's hours it's thousands of hours in the life it all adds up you know yeah man Oh, uh, I could talk to you forever.
0: Anyway, uh, <laughs> where can people find you online?
1: Uh, literally just Google Eugene Litvak and wherever you want to find. If you do Eugene Litvak real estate, uh, our compost page will come up. If you do Eugene Litvak Instagram, that'll come up. If you do Eugene Litvak Facebook, that'll come up. If you do the Litvak team and any of those things, like we're, we're, our, our SEO is pretty good. So if you just Google me with wherever you want to find me, it's really easy. Like I'm out there. And man, like I love all this stuff. So feel free for your audience, email me, text me, whatever. All my contact info is out there. I'm not hidden. Happy to answer questions. Happy to get on a call as long as you tell me what it's about. (laughs) 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 Well, thank
0: you so much, Eugene, for taking your time out and just just giving us all this good stuff. Yeah, my pleasure, man. My pleasure. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. And if you really like this podcast, please share it. Twitter, Instagram, or on your webpage. Thank you. Crazy Juicy Love.